Chapter Forty of Kate Bonnet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Kate Bonnet by Frank R. Stockton. Chapter Forty. In the river at Bridgetown lay the good brig King and Queen, just arrived from Jamaica on her deck was an impatient young gentleman leaning over the rail and watching the approach of a boat with two men rowing and a passenger in the stern this impatient young man was dickory carter that morning arrived at bridgetown and not yet having been on shore he came for the purpose of settling some business affairs partly on account of miss kate bonnet and partly for his mother as the boat came nearer, Dickory recognised one of the men who were rowing, and hailed him. "'Hey-ho, Tom Hillier!' he cried. "'I am right glad to see you on this river again. I want a boat to go to my mother's house. Know you of one at liberty?' The man ceased rowing for a moment, and then addressed the passenger in the stern, who, having heard what he had to say, nodded briefly. "'Well, well, Dick Charter!' cried out the man and have you come back as governor of the colony you look fine enough anyway but if you want a boat to go to your mother's old home you can have a seat in this one we're going there and our passenger does not object pull up here cried dickory and in a moment he had dropped into the bow of the boat which then proceeded on its way the man in the stern was fairly young handsome sunburned and well dressed in a suit of black when dickory thanked him for allowing him to share his boat the passenger in the stern nodded his head with a jerk and an air which indicated that he took the incident as a matter of course not to be further mentioned or considered the men who rowed the boat were good oarsmen but they were not thoroughly acquainted with the cove especially at low tide and presently they ran upon a sandbar then up rose the passenger in the stern and began to swear with an ease and facility which betokened long practice dickory did not swear but he knit his brows and berated himself for not having taken the direction of the course into his own hands he who knew the river and the cove so well the tide was rising but dickory was too impatient to sit still and wait until it should be high enough to float the boat that was his old home that little house at the head of the cove and he wanted to get there he wanted to see it part of the business which brought him to barbados concerned that little house with a sudden movement he made a dive at his shoes and stockings and speedily had them lying at the bottom of the boat then he stepped overboard and waded towards the shore in some of the deeper places he wetted the bottom of his breeches but he did not mind that the passenger in the stern sat down but he continued to swear presently dickory was on the dry sand and running up to that cottage door a little back from the front of the house and in the shade there was a bench and on this bench there sat a girl reading she lifted her head in surprise as dickory approached for his bare feet had made no noise then she stood up quickly blushing you she exclaimed yes cried dickory and you look just the same as when you first put your head above the bushes and talked to me 
"'except that I am more suitably clothed,' she said. "'And she was entirely right, "'for her present dress was feminine and extremely becoming. "'Dickory did not wish to say anything more on this subject, "'and so he remarked, "'I have just arrived at the town, and I came directly here.' "'Lucilla blushed again. "'This is my old home,' added Dickory. "'But you knew we were here?' she asked, "'with a hesitating look of inquiry. "'Oh, yes,' said he, "'I knew that the house had been let to your father.' "'Now she changed colour twice, first red, then white. "'Are you?' she said. "'I mean, the other, is she?' "'I left her in Jamaica,' said Dickory, "'but I am going to marry her.' "'For the moment the rim of her hat got between the sun and her face.' and one could not decide very well whether her countenance was red or white. "'I am very glad to find you here,' said Dickory. "'And may I see your father and mother?' "'Yes,' said she, "'but they are both in the field with my young sister. "'But who is this man walking up the shore? "'And is that the boat you came in?' "'It is,' said Dickory. "'We stuck fast, but I was in such a hurry that I waded ashore.' "'I don't know the man. He had hired the boat and kindly took me in. "'I was in such haste to get here.' "'For a moment Lucilla bent her eyes on the ground. "'In such a haste to get here?' she said to herself. "'Then she raised her head and exclaimed, "'Oh, I know that man. He is the pirate captain who captured the Belinda, "'which afterward brought us here.' "'And with both hands outstretched she ran to meet him.' The face of Captain Ichabod glowed with irrepressible delight. One might have thought he was about to embrace the young woman, notwithstanding the presence of Dickory and the two boatmen, but he did everything he could do before witnesses to express his joy. Dickory now stepped up to Captain Ichabod. "'Oh, now I know you,' cried he, and he held out his hand. "'You were very kind indeed to my friends, and they have spoken much about you.' "'This is my old home. This is the house where I was born.' "'Yes, yes, indeed,' said Captain Ichabod. "'A very good house, bedad, a very good house.' But hesitating a little and addressing Lucilla, "'You don't live here alone, do you?' The girl laughed. "'Oh, no,' she cried. "'My father and mother will be here presently. In fact, I see them coming.' "'That's very well,' said Ichabod. "'Very well, indeed.' "'It's quite right that they should live with you. "'I remember them now. "'They were on the ship with you.' "'Oh, yes,' said Lucilla, still laughing. "'Quite right, quite right,' said Ichabod. "'That was very right.' "'I will go greet your father and mother "'and the dear little Lena. "'I remember them so well,' said Dickory. "'He started to run off in spite of his bare feet, "'but he had gone but a little way "'when Lucilla stopped him. "'She looked up at him, "'and this time her face was white.' "'Are you sure,' said she, "'that everything is settled between you and that other girl?' "'Very sure,' said Dickory, looking kindly upon her "'and remembering how pretty she had looked "'when he first saw her face over the bushes. "'She did not say anything, but turned and walked back to Captain Ichabod. "'She found that tall gentleman somewhat agitated. "'He seemed to have a great deal on his mind which he wished to say, "'feeling at the same time that he ought to say everything first. "'That's your father and mother,' said he, "'stopping to talk to the young man who was born here?' "'Yes,' she answered, "'and they will be with us presently.' "'Very good,' 
very good that's quite right said captain ichabod hurriedly but before they come i want to say that is i would like you to know that i have sold my ship i am not a pirate any longer i am a sugar planter bedad beg your pardon that is i intend to be one you remember that you once talked to me about sugar planting in barbados and so i am here i want to find a good sugar plantation to buy it and live on it i heard that you were stopping on this side of the river and so i came here but there is no sugar plantation here said lucilla very demurely oh no said ichabod oh no of course not but you are here and i wanted to find you a sugar plantation would be of no use without you she looked at him still very demurely i don't quite understand you she said she turned her head a little and saw that her family and dickory were slowly moving towards the house she knew that with diffident persons no time should be lost for if interrupted it often happened that they did not begin again then i suppose she said her face turned up towards him but her eyes cast down that you are going to say that you would like to marry me of course of course exclaimed ichabod i thought you knew that that is what i came here for bedad very well then said lucilla turning her eyes to the face of the man she had dreamed of in many happy nights no no she added quickly you must not kiss me they are all coming and there are the two boatmen he did not kiss her but later he made up for the omission the moment mrs mander saw captain ichabod and her daughter standing together she knew exactly what had happened she had noticed things on board the belinda she hurried up to lucilla and drew her aside my dear she whispered with a frightened face you cannot marry a pirate you never never can dear mother said lucilla he is not a pirate he has sold his ship and is going to be a sugar planter now they all came up and heard these words of lucilla yes indeed said captain ichabod you may not suppose it but your daughter and i are about to marry and will plant sugar together now i want to buy a plantation where is that young man who was born here bedad dickory advanced laughing here was a fine opportunity a miraculous opportunity of disposing of the bonnet estate which was part of the business which had brought him here so he told the beaming captain that he knew of a fine plantation up the river which he thought would suit him very good said captain ichabod i have a boat here let us go and look at the place and if it suits us i will buy it bedad so with mrs mander and her husband beside her and with lucilla and the captain by her the boat was rowed up the river with dickory and young lena in the bow when the boat reached the bonnet estate it was run up on the shore near the shady spot where kate bonnet had once caught a fish then they all stepped out upon the little beach even the oarsmen made the boat fast and joined the party who started to walk up to the house suddenly captain ichabod stopped and said to mr mander i don't think i care to walk up that hill you know and if you and your good wife will look over that house and cast your eyes about the place i will buy it if you say so you know a good deal more about such things than i do bedad i suppose of course that will suit you he said to lucilla it suited lucilla exactly they sat in the shade in the very place where kate had sat when she saw master newcombe crossing the bridge 
a small boat came down the river rowed by a young man as he passed the old bonnet property he carelessly cast his eyes shoreward but his heart took no interest in what he saw there what did it matter to him if two lovers sat there in the shade close to the river's brink his sad soul now took no interest in lovers he had just been up the river to arrange for the sale of his plantation to one of his neighbours he had decided to leave the island of barbados and return to england the house suited captain ichabod exactly when mrs mander told him about it and lucilla agreed with him because she was always accustomed to trust her mother in such things so they all got into the boat and rowed back to dickory's old home and on the way captain ichabod told dickory that when they returned together to the town he would pay him for the plantation having brought specie sufficient for the purpose it was a gay party in the boat as they rowed down the river it was a gay party at the house when they reached it and they would have all taken supper together had the manders been prepared for such hospitality but they were poor having taken the place upon a short lease and having had but few returns so far but they were all going to live at the old bonnet place and happiness shone over everything it was twilight and the two young men were about to walk down to the boat one of them promising to come again early in the morning when lucilla approached dickory where are you going to live with that girl she asked in a low voice in jamaica said he i am glad of it she replied quite frankly they were well content those jamaica people when ben greenway came to live with them it had been proposed at one time that he should go to his old bridgetown home and take charge of the place as he used to but the good scotchman demurred to this i have served an master before he became a pirate he said and i don't want to try another after he's finished being un if i serve any mon let him be one who has been righteous where is righteous now and will continue in righteousness then serve mr delaplaine said dickory the manders soon removed to the little house where dickory was born the mansion of their daughter and her husband was a hospitable place and a lively but the life there was so wayward erratic and eccentric that it did not suit their sober lives and the education of their young daughter so they dwelt contentedly in the cottage at the head of the cove and there was much rowing up and down the river it was upon a fine morning that the ex-pirate ichabod thus addressed a citizen of the town yes sir i know well who once lived in the house i own i knew the man myself i knew him at belize he was a dastardly knave and would have played false to the sun the moon and the stars had they shown him an opportunity bedad but i also knew his daughter she sailed on my ship for many days and her presence blessed the very boards she trod on she is a most noble lady and if you will not admit sir that her sweet spirit and pure soul have not banished from this earth every taint of wickedness left here by her father then sir bedad stand where you are and draw the end end of chapter forty end of kate bonnet by frank r stockton